You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? So can I how say, could, oh, go ahead. How come it didn't make us say got it again? You oh, already yeah. consented, baby. Well, when consent is key, everybody knows. I, I wanted to consent again. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I just because I consent once doesn't mean I'm willing to every time. Well, the cool thing is, is we're in Colorado, so all I need is my consent. We're <laughs> recording. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, yeah, no, I meant for recording, but yeah, you only need one party's consent for recording in Colorado, right? So as, can everyone say their not name and we're not profiting. clearly into this big flower on my lapel? <laughs> Undercover, Mitch. That's so, me. I the got, shaggy, long-haired Mitch you knew is dead. Yeah, now it's cop Mitch. Side. Let's see the side. Whoa. Yeah, that Mitch look, is going undercover in Undercover you look, Mitch. You look snazzy. He's going to be the manager of a Ferrari dealership now. He's yeah, gonna, I can't even fit in the cars. What now, son? You could fit in a Ferrari. Yeah, and then one side would be scraping the fucking ground. <laughs> no, you think you're bigger than like the big ball players and nfl stars and yeah dude that fucking dude in trinidad made me feel like a real freak he just pointed me and went you're huge you're a freak do you want a beer freak and i was like uh, uh yes sir yes. i sure do want a beer yeah you should have <laughs> told him why he was a freak everybody's Brothers. a freak yeah yeah you're I was trying to play it cool bro we're super freaking yeah you're cool because you're just like the kind of big where from like 35 feet away you look normal because you're all proportionate you're right. I do look better from far away. Thank you, Jake. No, you look. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like most guys that are big from like far away. You're like, look at that lanky bastard. That guy. That guy's huge. And then you look at you, and then the closer you get, you're like, whoa, whoa. This guy is a mountain of a man. Look at him. He's all proportionate. Same as uh, like David Spade doesn't look as small as he is because he's all proportionate. He like, does but, look weird. But Rod, but Rob Schneider looks like a short guy, even though he's taller than David Spade. Yeah, he looks like he looks like squeak scolari right like yeah but but spade like when i saw spade in person for the first time it like shocked me because he's inhumanly small and he just looks like a normal human on camera yeah dude he was in that fucking stroller in dickie roberts yeah it wasn't like he made jim brewer look like fucking larry bird <laughs> yeah i mean david spade's got a real <laughs> baby herman from the opening of who framed roger rabbit thing he's going not on. that short he's only five seven they fucking lie, Matt. I don't know when you're going to learn that Googling a person that's famous as height is bullshit. It's his website. He's lying. How tall, Type in how tall Dave, Sandler? Because on film, he's a clean foot shorter than Sandler. Yeah, get out the Apple box so so Sandler can uh, look taller on, Sandler on screen. Sandler is 5'10". Yeah, on paper, Vin Diesel is too. But they have to do camera tricks that make it look like a 60s film to make him and The Rock even look like they're in the same place at the same time and the same size. Like, he's tiny. These guys are all full of shit. 
If he's saying he's five, if Sandler's saying he's five ten, I almost believe that, but I bet he's five nine. Measures the hair. Yeah, dude. They all lie. And part of it isn't even that like they have to lie. Part of it's lying to keep up the facade of everyone they work with who lies. What's what's your favorite Sandler film? My favorite? Well, Easy peasy yeah. lemon squeezy dog. Billy fucking Billy Madison. Madison. That's a good one. I think I'm a happy Gilmore guy. Too many emotions. Nah, dude, it was all about loving your grandma and doing anything for your family. So that's kind of why it makes me like that one more. It's all about family. I agree. I just like the family. Billy Madison's more like, nothing's ever going to be serious. Have fun. <laughs> also, Norm MacDonald's in that one. And I think uh, sings about having an aneurysm, which made me learn a <laughs> lot of things when I was like seven years old. I think uh, Billy and his girlfriend playing water polo or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think hey, they're kids. playing Marco Polo, man. <laughs> I bet you thought that I was dead. But no, I got an aneurysm in my head. I like how I like how he's like, you take care of the saliva queen. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, the fucking bathroom porno stall. <laughs> I think I'm a happy. I think I'm a Billy Madison fan. Uh, it's, yeah. Oh man, stop looking at me, Swan. And then what's the worst one you've seen? Uh, what's that one where he's a firefighter in 9/11? Wasn't wasn't funny at all. The one where he marries Kevin James? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... Wait, no, the... wasn't he a firefighter that was in... He was in I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry? Yeah, they're also firefighters that were in 9-11, aren't oh, they? Yeah. No, I think that one's called like Ladder 11 or some shit. Okay. It's him and Don Cheadle. Oh, damn, Denver's own. I'll, I'll tell you what. I don't... Like, I didn't really care. I didn't really give Little Nicky or Big Daddy a chance. I didn't watch him. Big Daddy uh, fucks hard. Little Nicky fucks not so much. No, Little but, Nicky was probably going to be my answer for worst one. But I had an experience with the Zohan movie. Don't mess with the Zohan. And oh yeah, did you like it, or was that what your experience was? <laughs> we were walking in the mall, and I stopped at one of those places. We're like, oh, check out our our promo, and we'll give you free passes to something. Yeah. So I, we got stuck like doing a valuation of, of movie and it was that movie and and as was pissed because it really it just derailed us for a solid hour we got caught up in this not a timeshare thing but you know those yeah you learned all about the new kirby vacuum whatever whatever it was that i don't recall um but it was mostly just watching this movie so it, it had bad bad will whatever the opposite of goodwill is uh, but I, <laughs> I i can't really Think of a movie that I've seen with him that I didn't enjoy. Like I remember watching Spanglish and really enjoying it. Spanglish is good. Um, Punch Drunk Love's good. Yeah, Fifty First Dates. That movie is wonderful. Clicks one of the funniest movie experiences I've ever had in my life because I was in a living room at a frat house during the summer with like all eighteen brothers who stayed for the summer that let me live there for free after I got out of rehab. And we were watching it on an L-shaped couch. And at like one point towards the end of the movie, like the guy on the end looked back crying. And then just like domino effect, everybody looked back at each other and everybody was just sobbing. And we all sat down to like get stoned and watch the new Sandler movie. Uh, They're all so good. Click is rough. It is, man. It's funny until it's not. I haven't seen it. Dude, oh god dude as a father fuck you up yeah i was gonna say if it fucked up a room full of frat boys that didn't care about life oh it's gonna punch you in the dick dude 
I think I know my favorite Sandler movie. <laughs> what is it? It's a little movie from 1996, hap- after Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, but before The Wedding Singer. A little movie that co-stars Damon Wayans called oh, Bulletproof. Bulletproof. That Bulletproof. movie's the shit. That movie was awesome. That movie is good. It's still, I still think it's Billy Madison for me. I really thought you were going to say Overboard for a second or whatever the fuck is weird cruise movie was what just go Air- with it no what about airheads airheads is pretty one. great <laughs> granted it's not a, it's not an adam sandler movie but adam sandler's in it but it's it's what? kind of adam sandler style he forced the casting did he yeah it came out recently and like brendan Fraser cried during the interview when they exposed it but uh adam sandler told him he'd quit if they didn't hire brendan Fraser. oh Worked out well. Yeah, he said that because they wanted to replace him with someone else, right? Yeah. They wanted to replace the phrase. Yeah, and Sandler, like, without telling any of his co-stars, just went in and was like, if you get rid of that guy, I'm fucking out, too. (laughs) (laughs) If if you don't uh, hire Brendan Fraser, I'm going to fucking leave. And I didn't realize that was, like, Fraser's, like, actual big break. Was there it? Yeah. Because I think all he had done before that was Encino Man. And he, like, wasn't getting any work off the back of that. But once he was in Airheads, like, he was getting all... He explains it while he's crying in that Vanity Fair interview with Adam Sandler. He's like, really, man? Oh, my God. That's a... Like, that's such a big deal, dude. Like, that was that was the thing. That was the one that changed it all, dude. Hmm. Good on him. And now look at him. Academy Award winner, Brendan Fraser. That oh, Vanity yeah. Fair interview is like 20-some minutes long, but it's worth watching, the two of them. Because there's a couple sweet revelations about, like, when they worked together when they were younger. Because they were just both, like, cocky young 20-year-olds that, like, wouldn't share any of their emotions or how they felt with any of their coworkers on set in the 90s. So, like, them hashing out a bunch of stuff, it's, like, it's a really sweet, sweet interview. Yeah. I would almost argue that Brendan Fraser doesn't really take off until George of the Jungle in 97. Yeah, but I think that's what he was talking about. Like, he wouldn't, I don't think he was getting offers to do weird shit like that that was backed by huge studio money and Nike endorsements and shit like that until he was in the airheads yeah i mean he did school ties though he did that's that's before it i mean he also could have just been crying and being very nice to his friend adam i guess in retrospect oh i'm not trying to take anything away i'm just saying like dude was at least working and and then airheads yeah he had had been acting but that's when he started to get offers i think then after airheads that's when like the work starts picking up but each year you know yeah, you know, and he's not playing bit parts. He's playing like the fucking lead. He's playing George of the motherfucking jungle. Wasn't having ladies five? thirst over him with the butt Ooh. flap. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> he was in school ties. God, that fucking Dunkin' Donuts commercial is so funny. <laughs> Have you guys seen it? The new Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts commercial? I've seen a couple of them. Oh, that's the one where he's working at Dunkin' Donuts? No, the one where he walks in and they don't know who he is. And he's, like, trying to tell them in a, like, uh, kind of cocky way. Like, you might know me from this. And then finally they're like, oh, Matt Damon. Right on. I love you, man. He didn't go, I'm motherfucking Batman. Because if I played Batman even once, I would. that would be what I would introduce myself for the rest of fucking time. I feel like most of them do other than Clooney. Mm, Clooney, he needs to stop being so fucking hard on himself. He's not. He's having fun. He's... He's doing fat, classic fat kid material. He's telling the joke before anyone else in the room can. Yeah, so he can get the laugh off of it. 
and look the coolest. Like then it's just like people being like, ah, ah. like if anybody else on the Graham Norton show had said it back after Graham Norton was like, when are you going to play a gay character, George? If one of the other people on the panel had been like, he told the same joke like he had in George Clooney played along, it still wouldn't have been as gangster as when he was like, I have played a gay character already. Batman. I, and then they were like, is he gay? And he's like, I don't know, but I played him that way. <laughs> it's fucking gangster. That's the craziest idea I've ever heard since Schumacher put nips on Batman. <laughs> I really enjoyed the movie Deeds. Mr. Mr. Deeds, Deeds is good. Yeah. I will say, I think I genuinely like the original better. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few movies I feel that way about with movies that old being the original. I'd say Who's that and Al- Alfie. Jimmy Stewart was uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Star. Yeah, it's it's Jimmy just trying trying to do the right thing. Oh, oh, goes oh, my Washington. money's not here. It's in your it's Fred's house and, and Bill's house. That, uh, that's for, uh, preposterous. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Voices are good. Uh, yeah. Me and me and Mitch should live in the same town and smoke a lot of drugs and do that together every night until we become professionals. I'm telling you, Jake Brecker, I know exactly what the macho man sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Every (laughs) night till like 2 a.m. when we're both like, we got to go to bed. We have work tomorrow. I'll give you a job at this new place I work. (laughs) Be like, hey, you want to come over and meet my roommate dad, Jake, and play (laughs) with our Ninja Turtles? Yeah. I don't have Mikey and Leo or Mikey and Raph, but he lets me play with them. Yeah. We have a tube TV so we can play NES with the gun. (laughs) Uh, I sleep on the couch next to the taffy. We we alternate who uses the bed. We're going to get bunk beds next month. <laughs> so we have a lot more room for activities. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Step, wait. Step Sp- Brothers is one of my all-time favorite movies. Dude, yeah, it's so good. It's in my top five. Have you seen the AI thing that's going around Instagram where it's someone did it? It's not AI. It's deep fake. But someone put instead of john c Riley, it's sylvester stallone and instead of will ferrell it's fucking arnold schwarzenegger no dude i'm gonna send funny. it to the group chat so you guys can watch it later but god damn is it it's so funny and they did ai on the voices too so it's like i need to ask you do you like avocados yeah favorite fa- <laughs> i mean i'm gonna ask you some questions and you answer don't think favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to the good housekeeping <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that that movie is magic in a bottle like i just i don't know of any other duo other than like because even spade and farley Farley? they had already like fallen in love as best friends before they were making the movies so they don't have that like new best friend like we're gonna giggle bitch all the time energy like they don't have that going up on a high on shrooms giggling energy that you can just tell like john c Riley and will ferrell have together at that point in their friendship like that they had kind of like been casual friends and thought this would be a good idea to do and then two days into being on set together they were like oh fuck shut up i can't breathe like i bet that got said a lot on set shut up i can't breathe (laughs) what are you doing i'm burying you (laughs) what did um, i'm still alive man what's her name mary steenburgen steenburgen she said on one of those interview shows that is the only comedy set she's ever been on where she was laughing so hard she urinated a little Like she was running away on set and like couldn't get away fast enough laughing at these idiots. I like her. She's she she still looks great. She rules. Yeah. Her willingness to fucking get in on curb. Yeah. Well, both of them, right? 
thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think Ted was in on it first. And then once the show was a success, he, like, dragged his real-life wife into the show and then made her have a pretend divorce with him. Right, because he could have a relationship with Larry's ex. And then she's having relationships with Larry that one time, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, that's... That's a pretty cool ass down ass wife. Yeah, man, I can only imagine. I was listening to uh, JB Smoove about doing Curb Your Enthusiasm and how he was on Conan. It was on the Conan uh, series. You're such a New Yorker. Why? Mario Brothers, Conan. Conan. (laughs) Conan. 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 (laughs) Yeah, that guy. I love you. (laughs) yeah i'm not talking i want you to say it that way still don't ever correct it it's just fun to hear new york come out your voice sometimes like real hard that's fair i've heard it before (laughs) so i thought it was pretty funny he was just talking about how he uh what he likes to do with larry and then he'll say something oh yeah it's like i it's like i did that when i shot porn and larry will say you shot porn and then he'll he'll move it away from there he won't even talk about it because he's got all these layers and he'll he'll get to that at another time yeah it's funny it was funny and then how like he was only supposed to be on the show for i think one or two episodes right i i didn't i didn't hear that much maybe that was on the conan podcast he did maybe that wasn't on in the tv show but he talked about at one point like i don't think he had like a very long contract on the show but like even according to larry david apparently no one's ever entertained larry as much as jb smooth ever on like any set Mm -hmm. ever and jb like takes pride in that like that's part of him layering it and doing all this is that like if he keeps tickling larry there's work forever right right yeah and it's good work right as an artist it's challenging it's it's invigorating and like man performing on that level with other comedians at that level where your job is to go in and say the most fucked up thing you can think of that works yes is amazing but also like like you said like impossibly hard yeah like those david those guest movies with all uh you know uh a win the wind one the dog one best in show uh mascots all those improvised movies yeah like those are great but like a lot of that's done in the editing booth because like that guy's filming insane amounts of shit yep and then and then puts together what he puts together with people telling like little dry jokes all over the place jb's coming in with like fucking Babe Ruth calling his shot style hits all the fucking time and pulling it off. He's a killer. Him and Garland. Garland's improv on the show is fucking insane. Yeah. 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 It's wonderful. It's it's a wonderful show. Uh, you, you watch Curb Mitch, don't you? Yeah. You know what? I need to catch up because I have not. Uh, when's the? I know this is like maybe like four seasons back now uh, where they did the Seinfeld reunion. Oh, yeah. Maybe four or four five yeah dude i have need, i need to catch up but it's, it should all be on max right it is unless they took it away with the optimum cockbag fucking new packaging dude larry david would have jihaded the fucking office if they buried his work forever dude that guy would strap on a vest no i mean like <laughs> now uh there's certain hbo original content like you know how like it was hbo max and you could just log on and you're like you know what i want to watch season one of entourage yeah. Or I want to watch season one of Oz from way back when. You could just do that. I think some of the older HBO originals are going away. Well, they sold some shit. They sold Entourage to Turner. Oh, man. 
they're going to have a reboot of Entourage, maybe? No, they they sold Entourage, like the whole thing, to Turner, mostly for re- reruns. Hmm. Like they bought it so they could play it on TBS and True TV at night. Nice. Could they theoretically press copies and, and sell it as hard uh, hard media again? Uh, oh, they can. Yeah, they bought it. They own it. That's what I mean. It didn't get shelved. They sold that. Well, that'd be cool if they could make some disc media and, and keep it available for people that like to have that kind of media. And, and they've been airing it on True TV after Impractical Jokers every week. <coughs> cool. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, we've 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 pussyfooted around it for a while, right? We, I feel like we have. Yeah, um, I feel like we have too. Let's get to it. So this is episode three hundred five of the broadcast, <laughs> geeks. Yeah, three hundred six. Three hundred six. We did yeah. a live one. Oh, we did. Yeah, that was funny at the live one in Trinidad. Shout out Wally Wallace. That was a really fun festival. Thank you for having us. Thank you for both everything you guys did. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you for being there, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't do much except for walk around like a little lost puppy dog. You brought all our spirits up. Mm. That's what you do. Mitch Even Jones, mine. Your presence just, just made me more Pingo Jones. That's oh, my point, buddy. That's my point. But um. I thought it was funny at the live one where JD was even arguing with us. He was like, this is 302. And I was like, no, this is 305. He goes, you guys have four banked episodes? Like, he was literally aghast that we (laughs) (laughs) that our release schedule is so shitty. Uh, Shout out for JD. Thank you for hanging out. It was a blast being at the house with you, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Our tie-dye cowboy. Tie-dye cowboy. J.D. Um, Lopez, host of Left Hand, Right Brain. Cowboy Cowboy Bebop Extra. Network and podcast, right? Yeah, he's the man. All right. He runs the Just whole the, thing. Run the whole thing. He gave me a wonderful gift. He did. Oh yeah, dude, that book is dope. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking about it. Uh, I'm gonna have the the art book. I'm gonna have the girls use that and try to emulate the ducks. Try to draw the ducks. Learn from that's them. so cool. Yeah. I like how the ducks are they're they're less um palette swaps of each other than they were in the original DuckTales series. <laughs> yeah. They have a they have a personality to each one. A very Ninja Turtles esque, where like a small child might not be able to differentiate them. Much like VW Beetle models, you have to be you have to be in the know, but if once you're paying attention, you can tell them apart. Like real twins. You guys ever like gotten to know real Queen. twins? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, even identical twins. Like once you get to know them, it's like weird to you that people think they look exactly alike, even though they right. do. It's, it's because the mannerisms that are different affect how you see their look, which is their defining features. Yeah, yeah. I heard you guys had a lot of fun with my twin brother Thaddeus, who has long hair and a long beard down there this weekend. That's why he wouldn't post hole or drop hog. (laughs) Yeah, Thaddeus, very prude. Damn. (laughs) It's hard to tell. See, most people are clean shaven. Well, not here. Only one third of us. But so usually we're looking for the evil goatee. But see, you, it's just extra shag. Yeah, I'm... This is me at normal settings. I keep it high and tight on the on the goatee and and really tight on the hair. Thaddeus just doesn't give a fuck. Thaddeus is rocking it like he runs a record store in the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, did I tell you guys I watched the weirdest movie I've ever fucking seen on an airplane? No, but spill it. Oh my god, what was it called? Hold on, I gotta Google shit. Was this a humble brag? You were on an airplane? No, I like I committed my time to watch this indie movie from A24. What was it called? Funny, funny pages. Yeah. 
It's called Funny Pages. Uh, Matthew Mayer played one of the main characters, and Andy Milanakis is in it very sparingly. So I like I saw them in the 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 listing on the airplane device thing, and I was like, I'll check this out. Holy moly, what a fucking wild ride! Really? Yeah, dude. It's just so. Have you ever seen Broken Flowers, that Jim Jarmusch film? I don't know. Bill Murray? I mean, it uh, must have, because I, I like Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, me too. It's it's my favorite movie he's ever done. It's one of my favorite Bill Murray films. The Thank soundtrack you. is fucking one of the best soundtracks of all time. But the, it's a movie about this old guy who gets a mysterious letter one day that says, I'm dying, but the son I had never told you about left and is looking for you. And there's like no return address or like signature so this guy goes on this mission to like revisit some chicks he remembers dumping some cum in to see if they're the woman who's about to die and if they're the one who has his son and then at the very end of the movie after he comes up mostly empty-handed it's implied that he like runs into his son in the street like at home and then credits just roll there's like no fucking conclusion to the film Hmm. Yeah, you have to draw your own conclu- conclusion. It, what yeah, was this it's movie kind of, the conclusion's kind of not the point. Broken Flowers is the one yeah. I'm talking about. Maybe the Jim Jarmusch. The like new one is called Funny Pages. Jump to conclusion, Matt. Yeah, but it's it's more that the film's not about that. It's more about his experience I, with those women. I just wanted the joke. I know. Okay, but yeah, it's it's one of those weird films where like it's the maddest I've ever seen my dad at the end of a movie. When That's we watched awesome. it together, he was like, what the fuck just happened? Have you seen The Dead Don't Die? It's a Jim Jarmusch movie. Yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Adam Murray Driver. and Adam Driver. The, the Hilda Swinton plays this Scottish. Uh, the zombie one. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it, but we watched it on like a computer and I was really high, but it was good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it was good. I still think I like Broken Flowers better just because it's like Fair enough. so beautiful. I also really liked what was the one with Johnny Depp? Um, the Dead Note. Uh, oh, um, I know what you're talking Dead about. Man. Dead yeah. Man. Dead yeah. Man. And fucking Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. I don't think I've seen Ghost Dog. Whoa. Yeah, I've had some. I think Nate Balding once told me I needed to do that. You need but to this, see Ghost Dog. This funny pages is about like a teenage cartoonist who like uh, drops out of school and leaves his life and home and then finds this weird job that he kind of falls into because of a set of circumstances in the show or in the movie. And then one of the guys that this lawyer that he's working for is representing was like a artist at Image back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then this kid like, but he's like not okay. Like the artist is not all there. And then the kid convinces him to like be his tutor and then takes him to his parents' house for Thanksgiving or Christmas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then like it all just goes real fucking sideways, but like it just kind of ends. Like it's, it's weird. It's so fucking it, like it made me feel so weird. Wait, what movie was that? The Funny Pages. Oh, Funny Pages. It's really weird. Where does one watch? On um, United Airlines. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, Matt. We just need a two-hour flight so we can watch this. Then we'll rent a car and drive back and talk about it. Whoa. How does my Google account know that I watched it on the plane? That's weird. Uh, You can watch it. You have to rent it, it looks like. It's on YouTube, Google Play, Redbox, Vudu, and Amazon Prime. Did you watch this? Because... Fucking Raphael is in it. Josh Pice. I thought that was Pice. Or Pice. 
Oh my god, I knew it was him when I was watching as the dad. <laughs> You're like, that motherfucker looks like he could fit in a turtle suit with a red bandana on. And, and no, it was just like, who the fuck is that dad? Why do I know who that weird dad is in this indie film where there's like literally two recognizable people and they're Andy Milanakis and Matthew Mayer? It it it's it's like good, but I feel like if I recommended it to you, I'd be an asshole. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. But good real weird hmm. we also saw another really weird movie what was it yeah what was it uh guardians of the galaxy 3 oh yeah uh, dude i wouldn't say weird i mean it was weird it, it was pretty weird. weird but god damn it man my, my eyes felt like i used uh sandpaper to you know as a kleenex after that movie yeah it, it was it, it was rough it was good rough though it was so good dude it it was emotional it was a roller coaster of, of emotions because you're like they're gonna kill this person no they're not oh they're gonna kill this person no they're not yeah oh it, my god they're gonna kill him oh no and then uh they're not gonna kill that one. Oh, they are they are killing that one. Oh my god okay now now they've broken the pattern also wait. the ending was really not the ending of wait the movie but the end end was ve very weird implications yes mitch hold on uh listener if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right now, stop the podcast, go watch it, and then come back because we're going to do heavy fucking spoilers about this. Well, that's the name of the episode is Spoilers of the Galaxy. There you go. All right. Continue, Jake. What about the ending made you feel like it was weird? Well, just once it's all solved and like Gamora goes back to the Ravagers, which are the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then, yeah, they Not are. Not anymore. Now no. they're a separate splinter. No, the Ravagers that are with Gamora are the Guardians from the fucking books. Those. Oh, are you mean the like Starhawk and? Yes, those are those are the Guardians, and Gamora goes and joins up with like the OG Guardians, and then the new Guardians is like a new cast with Rocket leading them, which was really emotional and dope. Yeah. But then they show Star-Lord hanging out with his grandpa, and it's implied that, like, only Star-Lord is returning? It yeah, was the implied. legendary Star-Lord. Right, which was also a pretty great callback. Will return. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? I uh, He was the one character that I wanted to see put a fucking helmet on in this movie, and he didn't fucking do it. Yeah. Well, he didn't. <laughs> but I guess you could make the argument that ego broke the helmet in volume two but he uses it in infinity war yeah i, I was know. gonna say i don't think so i think he ends up using it again i'm sure he has it he but need to use it. it's weird to me like it seemed like peter had the ending that was most like we're not gonna see any more of him and it seems like they kind of set it up to kind of have a universe of guardians yeah um like they could well, do a ravagers tv show or another guardians movie or a quill whatever the fuck like they have three options now they could but i don't think they will because the, the guardians without james gunn's voice and his direction is not appealing to me even well, if it was stallone and gamora and all and a guy who's basically dr strange but glowing in red and oh that was cool they had like a dr strange guy on there yeah. a sorcerer supreme well, maybe not even Sorcerer Supreme, just someone who's Sorcerer. studied at uh, Kamartage. Or some space variation of it. Maybe yeah, we'll see Kamartage. Buddy, maybe we'll see like an odd couple show called called Quills, and it'll be uh, Peter and his grandfather and just all the hijinks they get in. Yeah. <laughs> I saw something on Twitter where people were like, I hope Star-Lord gets like a 
job just like a regular job at like a dairy queen or something and then uh he runs into ant-man and they have to do like heist star lord and ant-man heist film that sounds pretty neat actually because he's a thief he's a yeah that's what he he says it in the movie oh my god that that would be awesome right too bad you're never gonna get that though because it's too good of an idea that came from the internet and, and I don't think you're right about them throwing away the Guardians, man. They put Adam fucking Strange on that team. Adam Warlock. Sorry, Warlock. Wrong <laughs> universe. <laughs> the Warlock. Which <laughs> he was funny, dude. I like he how was. he was like a bungling, posh British guy. And childlike and stupid. Yeah, but he was always just like, you will respect me. Like, you know, he was just like a bungling fucking character. But it was pretty, pretty funny, dude. It was effective, too. It was way more fun than if they'd written him as severe as he was in the fucking books. Yeah. Mm, well, I've definitely seen people online being like, oh, they fucking nerfed him. They fucking nerfed Adam Warlock. I don't think they have. That's what I mean, dude. Like, I don't think they just threw that character away in front of us. I think they spun it off into, like, are the Guardians going to be a big part of whatever the Nova series is? Or Secret uh, Wars. I'm sure they're going to, everybody's going to be in Secret Wars. That's when they're going to do a hard reset on the universe. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's that's what they did in the books, and that's what they're going to do in the movie. I think they pretty much have to, because, man, they were not kidding that this was the best movie since Endgame. And I'm even including No Way Home in there. Well, yeah, and Secret Wars is going to be the way they pick and choose what they want to keep from the past going forward, and what they bring in brand new to replace old things without really having to build it up because mm-hmm. they're just going to have multiple versions of most of the characters happening at battle world and i think the original plan that's been leaking out is that a variant of kang was going to be the beyonder running battle world but it sounds like maybe they're pivoting to it being doomed that'd be cool so i read something about possibly uh Magus? I'm not familiar with the character. M-A-G-U-S? Evil Adam Warlock from the future. Oh, okay. It it could be cool. That that's like one of those like Thanos things where it's like it could be cool, but honestly, there were like seven good issues that ever had that character in it. So it's hard to know what somebody with vision would do with that. It wasn't it was used very sparingly when it was used. Mm-hmm. So, like, they could do something really fucking cool with it. They could do really something kind of lame if somebody doesn't have good vision because there's not enough of a backbone in it already, especially with the way they went with Warlock. I'd be happy with a Doom because then, then we get the Fantastic Four. It leaked. Uh, what? There was a leak about the Fantastic Four today. Oh, and the, we, we heard about casting recently, huh? Yeah, no, it sounds like it's uh, 100% for sure a period piece that takes place in the 1960s. Uh, Whoa, shit, that sounds cool. Yeah, like, I first saw it, my brain's initial reaction was like, fucking spoilers, and then I was like, moonwalk? And then I just moonwalked through my living room, like, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they can just explain that away later on when they like just kind of like reappear from hiding or whatever in the current timeline by being like something in the uh cosmic radiation that fucked us up makes us not age like normal humans anymore and they just give or reed, they just give reed the fucking gray yeah or they just get it. trapped in the um negative zone at the end of the movie and that's how they right. get into the present right yeah oh oh yeah that's a good idea oh and man then, but what about doom is he still here and he just 
stays quiet because there's no need to get it. Yeah, I think it sounds like they're probably gonna retcon and bring Doom in through Moon Knight season two. Oh. Whoa, what? They're getting a season two of <laughs> or Moon Knight? Yeah, uh, what's his ass posted about it and they made him take it down in like 13 seconds and then they've like Oscar Isaac, yeah, and then they've pretty much confirmed it like at the Disney investors meeting like they just haven't like officially announced it to fans yet cool and i don't know if it's slated for a specific time but like he's into it they're into it and he was already in bumfuckistan what what's the name of the country that latveria thank you he was in lactavia <laughs> lactavia activia, activia. <laughs> that diarrhea yogurt <laughs> yeah god fucking did you see any of those interviews that jamie lee curtis gave on the red carpet when she was winning her fucking oscar uh one of them was her like running up to the person and being like hi how, uh, how are you no it's great can you believe this i went from diarrhea yogurt to this it's been a wild couple of years <laughs> like it was fucking crazy to see how like excited and unhinged she was i'm going home i'm That's- tired i'm done I'm exhausted. This was too. I'm I'm emotionally and mentally exhausted. What time is it? Oh, that's past my bedtime. I'm going home. I'm (laughs) old. Yeah. Like same one where they were asking her, like, you going to the Vanity Fair party? No. (laughs) Awesome. Who is cast as Reed again? I didn't read any of that like specific shit, but the time slip leak came from like a reliable source and and i'm hoping even if it's not true that it's not in production yet so maybe they'll do it if enough people are like oh yeah i mean which i am it's the opposite about how i feel about captain america time pieces oh yeah yeah man i know a guy with a really cool 62 buick that's the right ear for the fantastic four if they would like to rent it and use it i will let them do it for free as long as i get to be on set and know some secrets oh, yeah Adam why don't you just it. talk to scoop and see if you can get in on that i should actually do that i could probably yeah there's probably a couple people i reach out to dude how fucking crazy would it be if they made your car the fantastic car yeah also i'm gonna need your guys help like editing an email that i am preparing to send uh hannibal to see if i can be hannibal at the red carpet for him for ninja turtles (laughs) (laughs) we'll draft it up send it do it on the patreon live yeah oh yeah Yeah. adam driver adam driver is rumored to be read which fuck that could go either way i'm genuinely nervous about that one it, it could, could go good. either way but it could be I mean, good or it could be him just being like no susan yeah. i have i can't put any emotion in my voice other than being louder yeah you got to kind of play it how stephen colbert played professor richard impossible on the venture brothers a little bit. i'm a genius yeah but it's gonna have to look natural coming out of an actual human's face they can't be like doing the voice doing the voice oh fuck i just and krasinski's ending his show so i feel like we're still getting that version of it in secret wars what show jack ryan oh sorry i just spilled like eight thousand note cards on the ground that sucks all right so guardians um was a story about rocket it was a story about rocket um and and family and yeah we kind of find out that really all the movies were kind of a story about rocket it was about him all along. except for the f- first two that were about peter quill well i know we were paying attention to peter quill but rocket was the one with a lot of crazy shit going on yeah explains why he really doesn't like being called a raccoon <laughs> yeah this rabbit here this is my friend rabbit and tree yes. 
is that that was James Gunn's plan all along. Yes. Was to write a trilogy about Rocket. Yep. And he, he got us there through Peter Quill. Yeah. From, that's how we got from Earth to the Guardian. Yeah. yeah. That was fucking awesome. It net, Looking back at it now as a as a piece, that's amazing, as a collection of just great movies. That's what I mean. When I thought about it when I went home, I was like, holy shit, that like, it's like one of the few trilogies where the last chapter adds that much weight to the rest of the fucking movies. Yeah. It was really solid, man. I, uh, I think it makes it one of the best trilogies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I think it absolutely arguably is the best front to back trilogy in marvel i would i would agree i would agree matt were matt and i were talking about it on the drive home and um there's it's it's one it didn't have the burden of having to tie everything together with the multiverse so i think it was free of all of that but also feels like james gunn really knows how to write a superhero movie while everyone else is just making a regular movie that has superhero characters in it like they're making a Taika Waititi movie, but everyone's just a superhero, you know? Yeah. And I hope like Marvel learns from that because I think they fall victim to the thing where like they, they want to stay in front of critics and people's taste by like having Ant-Man be a heist movie. And like Ant-Man's a great movie, don't get me wrong, but like they want all these to have such a specific flavor so that it doesn't go the way of the Western when it's more like, no, just like don't let it become spaghetti Westerns where it's just recycled material over and over again. Like as long as you're hiring guys like gun let them let them do it the regular way and let them do it right like but that's still the right way to do it right yeah i mean it it does kind of suck for marvel that their their biggest gun no pun intended is now working across the street yeah i mean it sucks for marvel but i think it's a great thing for everyone else oh yeah dude i mean that it i definitely saw a lot of people be like wow man this is great he's really gonna do a real good job on superman legacy now yeah dude it's like yeah you fuck you haven't watched any of the guardians movies or any other james gunn movie no none of these idiots can think about anything except what's in front of them right now right he is i mean he he's a true artist right he put together a really well-constructed trilogy well he gave a fuck from jump and he was doing something that nobody cared about so he was allowed freedoms that nobody has been allowed in any of these fucking movies so far really the only other person who was allowed this much freedom was favreau at the beginning and one can say that iron man was such a more well-defined character that he had less freedom gun got to just straight up pick which characters he wanted from any comic ever in marvel yeah. to be to be the guardians he had the vision I bet you he had the vision when he saw it and said, this would be a great movie. Like, make this movie. Oh, when he I make more, it'll be about the raccoon. When he pitched it to Marvel, it's in that Icons on Earth. He had already been writing it for six years. Yeah. Iron Man hadn't been out for six years. It was like Gunn's passion project before it was even a real option in reality. That's yeah. why it, the first one fucks so hard, dude. He, well, and he had nobody had a plan for like the rocket through line and shit from jumps. Good. I mean, whoa, wait a minute. Are you telling me that it's good to have a fucking plan of where your trilogy's going? No, I'm saying once again, the best move is hiring a nerd who gave a fuck before he knew there was ever going to be money attached to it. 
Yeah, I like, agree with you, but I'm also kind of throwing some shade at Star Wars. Yeah, but like the same thing with Peacemaker. Like you put James Gunn in charge of a character no one gives a fuck about and let him have fun in a playground. And that guy's going to build the most beautiful sandcastle you've ever seen. Because like I, he's been thinking about what he's going to do on that playground since he was 10. I would yeah. love to see his plastic man if he made one. I'm telling Holy you. Holy fuck. Fucking we dude, if, about it, right? if him and I Gail Simone man. got together to do it, because oh. her her Plastic Man six issue run, I know we've said it before on the podcast. I'm gonna say it again. That's one of the most solid six issue runs of anything ever. That is one of the best comic book miniseries ever, 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 ever. She just forever, really, and and it and it reads like they were prepping for a movie script. Like she yeah. wrote, she wrote a character that had always been kind of at a surface level, unless he was being used in a much more serious book. Isn't like, there someone else that we know who's writing a, tr- a Plastic Man movie? His name rhymes with Graham Talent. Oh, <laughs> I think he has claimed that before. I don't know. Yeah, if it's true. he's told me before. Maybe he is. Maybe it's. I mean, it might be something he's fucked around, dude. I would love. Yeah. For that to happen again you give it to a nerd who's thought about it too much in his free time and that's how you fucking win get him to do it Paul a rising tide zero raises all boats becker yeah the guy who did the new ducktales like you give shit to people who give a fuck and you yeah. win i would everybody yeah. wins you should ask him about it and see if you can light a fire under his giant ass yeah, dude, I would love to get that going. <laughs> Could you imagine if we just got cameos? Yeah, dude. What if I was Plastic Man? Nah, dude, just I just, kidding. I want us to be in the back room and like a sandwich shop. And for some reason, you just like one of us turns to the other one and goes, tell him, Steve, Dave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Kevin Smith has tell him, Dave, Steve. <laughs> I don't the Kevin wouldn't sue us. No, 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 no. What's he'd up? love it he'd be like holy shit there was a tell holy steve fu- J fucking bit in the new plastic man everyone all right yeah and then he would film a video of him crying during it be great so the movie i brought up earlier all right uh, guardian ghost ghost dog oh yeah it's jim jarmusch directed uh-huh. it's forrest whitaker 1999 2000 he plays a mafia hitman who lives his lifestyle as a samurai so oh he follows the code of the samurai rizza did the I music. think I have seen that, but it was during my Lady H days. Dope AF. I do vaguely remember this now. Is it black and white? No, I don't think so. Maybe the TV was. Possibly. Huh. I mean, that's a good question, though, because Jarmusch is known for... Well, and for some reason, I kind of remember it black and white, but maybe there might have even just been cut scenes or like scenes of him doing his weird shit in his apartment. I mean, it's more black and Italian. Fair. Um, but yeah, Guardians was great. I think that's like the best villain they've had in a really long time. Yeah, maybe, dude. Maybe Shikuti possibly him and Loki might be the only fantastic villains they've ever fucking had. I th- I would argue Thanos is up there too. Yeah, but Thanos really wasn't a villain on like a street level. He was like a weird right. video game boss level villain where... He was a he was, he was a he was running Loki and he was running the people at the beginning and he was running fucking uh da 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 da, da with the hammer uh and and he like he was fucking with everybody through like foot soldier villains that you actually saw dealing with the heroes yeah mm-hmm. and then he I just mean, he's definitely like, I'm where did it lead you back to me yeah that did I mean uh arguably probably the best guardians villain over ronin and ego oh definitely. evolutionary god he was so dude he made me fucking he's such a good actor chikuti a wooji 
dude, he ruled. He, but he was better than Kang. He was better than Yellow Jacket. He was better than Jebediah Stane. He was better than like almost every villain they've ever had. I think Loki and and Loki not even in every turn. Loki really right. only in his first and third turn or fourth turn was great. So in the original Thor and Avengers. Yeah. And then after that, he kind of turns and Ragnarok, he's starting to be good. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, but him as a villain ruled. He was scary. It wasn't physically intimidating. It was like, oh, fuck, this guy's got plans. Holy shit. Look what he's pulling off now. Oh, dude. When he just yells at little baby rocket and he's like, oh, God, who, who was it? I can't remember, but. He was just like, God does not exist. That's why I stepped in. Oh, yeah, that was intense. Dude, and the fucking way his skin's pulled over that fucking weird crown on his head. Oh, yeah, dude. Rocket fucked his ass up. Dude, I'm so glad ma- we got to Master went, Splinter what? on his ass. Oh, he went further than Master. He, he did like 10 Master Splinters. I mean, assuming that all the damage we saw on his freaky fucked up face at the end was done by Rocket. I believe that was the implication. He ripped his nose off and scratched his, like, he gave him a two-faced mouth. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Ooh, <laughs> he went Hamato Yoshi. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, Man, I never really thought I'd see a, a fella shoot an otter with a in space, but with a regular gun. Mm. And, yeah. Oh, God. Dude, that scene where he just, Rocket just starts yelling about Lila being murdered. That got me. And then at the end where he's about to die mm-hmm. and Lila's just like, it's not your time yet. Uh, she says something in there voiced wonderfully by Linda Cardellini, by the way. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Linda Cards. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah she, she was Lila. So she's two people. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Just like Martin Starr. Maybe she was able to, like, uh, through her contract, do an extra role in place of certain appearance. I don't know. Oh, so interesting matt you know what i'm saying yeah Yeah, because it's not an on-screen role one it probably fulfills one of her contractual obligations to marvel though like if they change plans and they're not going to use her as mockingbird or something right it burns one of the things they have to use her on contracts for i didn't think about that yeah it was just a a thought yeah i mean she was great uh i love linda cardellini teefs and floor the rabbit uh yeah, teefs floor. the big walrus <laughs> i'm lying on floor so i shall be called floor yeah that was adorable freaky freaky fuck uh i was talking to evan johnson about the movie nice. frequent guest evan johnson and he was like dude did you notice that at the end where they're infiltrating the high evolutionary ship that um the the creature that's running the console is like the fully realized version of what floor is supposed to be it's a humanoid rabbit with spider arms that's like doing all the controls you know oh oh shit no yeah i didn't notice that either but evan pointed it out to me damn i was also like tearing up when there's the scene where he tells rocket like are you are you an idiot you think i was gonna let you live there oh yeah he's like you will be incinerated yeah that was emotional that was one of the yeah dude because rocket has all those like bars and shit like they're very steampunk like why the fuck did lila have to have mechanical arms otters already have arms yeah but not as big as hers they gave her like proportionately human-sized arms that's true yeah because otters have little adorable hands that they put over their eyes when they try to sleep during the day yeah and big powerful biceps where they break things on their chest against rocks Mm. yeah a lot of good groot action in this dude 
Groot at the end where he looks like OG Groot. Yeah. He's a, that was like nuts. big old Groot. Also Groot getting de- decapitated and then <laughs> him f- quickly forming a new body. And he went spidering his head around. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, also, they didn't think to pat down Groot because he's. they thought he was made of solid wood or whatever. Oh, God. And he pulls out all those guns. Yeah. That was awesome. That was some dope James Gunn writing right there. Yeah, that was yeah. that was super cool. Um, and then we had our silent Groot moment. The what? Jay and silent Groot, where he, he busts out, where Groot says something. I love you guys. I love you guys. That was awesome. Now, was that him actually saying that? Or was it that much like Gamora at the end of the movie, we, the audience, have spent mo- so much time with Groot that we can finally understand what he's saying? Oh, no. shit. I like that a lot. No, they've already talked about it. He was talking. But I, I like that. I said yeah. in the car ride home that he spent <laughs> enough time around them that he probably learned that English from them. But I really like but what you just said, Mitch, that would be super sweet if it I, ended that way. I think somebody even pointed out that there's like side dialogue happening where they're like, you've been able to talk? Hmm. I don't know. I, it, it could be just one of those things where it's just like, yeah, it's just however you want to believe it. True believer. Well, no, I think they confirmed that it was more that like he cared so much about these people that his his like whole people in history of things that just say, I am Groot. And he cares about his family so much that he learned how to say it. I love you guys. Yeah. Let me ask you. We're a family. After he said that. We're going to have some Coronas. Fast in the group. You were the first to eat. Now you have to say grace. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Matt. What were you saying? I said fast in the Groot. It would be probably probably be Groot and the Furious. Groot and the Furious sounds dirty. Groot and the Furious were Rocket. Yeah. Did he speak again after he said that? Did he say an I am Groot? No, I, I think, think him, so. he did say I am Groot at the end. I th- when he's Oh, huge. in the post credit? Well, no, when he's the huge Yeah, I'm that was Groot. the post Okay. Yeah, but I think like him speaking English comes at like great like energy expense and probably like insane concentration. Yeah, I mean it'd be like if one of us knew a real nice uh, thing to say in Spanish, more like Cantonese, like something where it's like tonal and totally different than how we speak. Right, right, yeah. Um, I I really like that notion that we just got to a point where we understood him. Yeah, but then we would have understood him in the post credits too. That's true. Yeah. Wow. I also love that James Gunn and Vin Diesel have a little inside secret where Vin Diesel has all the scripts with actual lines. <laughs> I love it. So that he knows how to inflect when he says, I am Groot. I'm Groot. Right. I need all a right. Dodge Charger. I mean, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what's this guy's name? Chikwudi Awuji? Chikwudi Awuji Mern from Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. He went as Chuck for a while there look like yeah but man he is so like he was good as Mern too he was yeah but like fuck man he was more intimidating than kang by a long shot yeah and and as we know kang and the actor who plays him very menacing <laughs> not that menacing he allegedly like choked her up against a wall 
and then she like went and told somebody about it. So he's either bad at choking. Well, you didn't crush her Lanix enough. Have you seen him? Have you seen what he looked like after Creed three or going into that movie where he played a fighter? He was huge. Like for him to have that much rage and then not do any real damage means like, what the fuck? What, what, what happened? That's the only reason at the beginning I was like, I don't know about this. That guy with 28 inch biceps choked you up against a wall. And then you were just like going to a party later. Huh. I, I read something today that that said there was evidence that they were in a cab and that the or like a Uber Lyft thing. It, it the person opened the door for him and said that he wasn't. I don't know why I'm reading these articles, but that he, that he wasn't uh, hitting her and that she was attacking him. And then they got separated. Yeah, no, that is the story. And then they met back up. Oh, and then I knew and she then went she- back out. And then she continued to assault him. And then like, this is like kind of his defense is that he wasn't hitting her. He was stopping her from hitting him. And then yeah. she went back out to a hang out afterwards, which also isn't like an admission of innocence or guilt. No, Cause like you can be in shock and just want to see a friend. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he did it. <laughs> I know. You see the expression on it. Yeah. You think he did it? I do think he did it. I think it's probably pretty undeniable. I think once your PR agents start dropping you, whose like job is to help you out of this when you're innocent or guilty even means you're probably like dead ass guilty if they just don't even want to be associated with you anymore. Cause like nobody's mad at a PR agency for representing somebody who's done something shitty ever unless, in the history of time. Unless nope. somebody else who is on that, uh, with that company says, Hey, you need to get rid of this guy. Yeah. But I think they'd be like, fuck you. Like, that's what I mean. PR agencies have never held that had their feet held to the fire just because I think it's kind of an understood thing that that's their job. Like, even when we talk shit about when Fox buried Brian Singer, like we don't talk about like Fox's PR agency did it like it's Fox that did it. But really, 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 in reality, it was a PR agency that did that. Right. Yeah. But like, they're never the ones under fire because it's kind of the rub that's what they're there for yeah they're fixers but for them to leave you i mean holy shit like i don't i don't think downey's pr agency left him ever i don't think so i I think like his representation and like every other part of the business abandoned him but i think dude you pay your pr agency handsomely and again not once ever have they been held accountable for who they represent so what the fuck do they as long as they're getting paid i don't think they've ever had a moral qualm with representing someone like they didn't drop sean connery when he went on barbara walters and was like yeah she hit her good yeah i guess yeah yeah like dude but he was a different caliber that's why well but yeah but he walked into a buzzsaw on tv and his pr agency wasn't like uh fucking on your own dude it was still just like eh whatever see you tomorrow it's also just partially a different culture and i'm not saying it with any judgment i'm saying it is simply more of a cancel i agree i totally agree but i mean like dude chappelle's pr agency didn't drop them well nobody's pr agencies have dropped them that is I don't a, think he said anything that is unreasonable. He, he didn't, but he was being hung out to dry. Oh, I know. And fucking, like, did Kanye's PR agents? I don't think Kanye's PR agency dropped him. I think they did, yeah. I think they did. Did yeah. they? I thought well, I thought everyone he represented dropped him. I mean, he's talking about how awesome Nazis were. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think even, I think the PR agency he pays is still on the dole. Maybe. At that point, you don't even really have a job. What do you do? I don't know, man. Here's what you do. 
you say that the high evolutionary was a Kang variant because he was more fucking menacing. Chikuri Awuji was more menacing as the high evolutionary than a whole fucking stadium of Jonathan Majors is. Yeah, truly. It felt like they almost like they could have cast him reverse and it would have worked better overall. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I bet Jonathan Majors bring the fucking get, could James Gunn not knowing and being friends with Jonathan Majors like he is with Chikuti Awuji. Have elicited that acting? I bet he could have. Yeah, maybe. And, and I think it would have been okay if he was like 10% less intense in this movie. I don't think it would affect this movie as much as having what's as fuck as Kang would affect all of that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he, there was definite points where it was like, dude, you've crossed the line from everyday villainy into cartoonish super villainy, Chikwudi. Yeah. But, and, I mean, it you're worked. pulling it off. Yeah. He was very Shakespearean. Oh, dude. Uh, and he just, like, hung out in a butthole in space. Yeah. Hung out in the... Dude, there's one shot where one of those captive children is running on that anti-gravity treadmill. And yeah, she's in the Guardians at the end. Right. Uh, but the shot that James Gunn does where it's like, it's, it's turning as the, the girl's yeah, like right. running in and it kind of swoops around to reveal that he's not actually upside down. He's just standing there watching. Yeah. So what was his deal though? Like his, he rocket figured out the flaw in his plan of why all the turtle mutants were becoming evil. And he, he was mad that he as the high evolutionary was not smarter than one of his creations. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to know why, how Rocket how? knew how to fix that problem without ever really knowing about any of that stuff. Just because he has technical know how. He's, he's got midichlorians or something. Yeah, he's, maybe. He's a raccoon. They can get into anything. They're mechanical little geniuses. With their little hands. Yeah. They've got opposable thumbs and they've been around forever. Like those bare safety trash cans with multiple latches and shit can't keep raccoons out. It's like them and octopuses display like insane intelligence considering like there's no history of them using tools and shit and they can adapt to human tools like right now. I've managed with my garbage can over there with bungee cords. Oh, they won't necessarily, but like at national parks and shit, like raccoons will get into bear safe fucking trash cans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they're crafty. Not they're every smart. single one, but like as a species, they have the potential. Same way like not all crows speak. Right. But crows can speak like certain raccoons are beyond fucking intelligent. And then they had a little arc. What is the name of that floating city? Nowhere. Yeah. That, that floating uh, place. In ego or How not that, ego in one of the celestials heads. That place got, um, well, wherever they were flying around though, where they took all the animals and rescued the kids. Um, yeah. That got fucked up by, by Warlock and they, they rebuilt really quickly. What? Like, didn't he go, didn't he go in and fight them or who, who fought in where the guardians were staying? Oh, like, in nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it got attacked. It did at the beginning of the movie when Quill was all drunk. Yes. Yeah. And then by the end it's repaired. Yeah. But also it's like a celestial's head and they have access to the greatest materials in the universe. And hmm. I don't, I'm sure they can explain it away through the fact that it's a celestial's head. Well, yeah. The collector probably kept that thing fortified because that was his hideout before. Yeah. It was the ultimate collection item. It was a celestial's head. Yeah. And then the also, I like guys building a butthole. Maybe he was going to rebuild the celestial. Oh, um, also, I like the Guardian's new ship where it had like little ships that could detach from it. 
like that has their original ship yeah, yeah like jump ships yeah like the milano yeah, yeah. The benatar what's the new one called bowie the benatar oh yeah the bowie that's what it is man krillin finally figuring out the arrow that was so good yeah that got me fucking crying when it was just like yeah because when he did it earlier and it and it just it failed epic fail yeah he was devastated right <laughs> Use your heart, boy. Oh, and then fucking dude, I've always hated this character, but man, I really this this movie made me really like Nebula. I've always kind of liked Nebula just because I thought there was like a lot of potential there, and then I got tired of waiting for it. And then this movie was like, oh, see, Gun had a plan. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty fucking brutal. I mean, some people were in there were being like, I really didn't care for the f bomb in the movie. Yeah. It's just like. Shut up, you fucking pansy. Yeah, I liked it. It was great. Like, yeah. Get in the fucking car. I didn't like when they said fuck <laughs> in the middle of the murder menagerie I was watching on screen. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, I was telling Matt on the drive back up here, there's a lot of swears. There's a lot of shits, a lot of dams, a lot of hells. There was one fuck and one asshole. And, oh, man, does that just make a movie feel more realistic in my eyes? I don't know. It does. You know, it does make it feel more real. That's how people communicate. In my new job, I can't cuss and I don't feel like I've been talking all day. Right. But there's that part where Gamora's like, screw you and screw you. And I was like, is that really the word you wanted to say, Gamora? Maybe. Maybe that's a huge insult where she comes from. (laughs) Yeah. We don't impose our cultural norms on her. Maybe fuck there just means what it means in Germany. A really cool wheel brand. <laughs> All of Seinfeld's Porsches have fucks on them. What? Fucks wheels. Oh, oh F-U-C-H? Yep, fucks. Yeah. Gotta love them fucks. And it's really fun anytime anyone's on an auction on TV, because you'll hear the professor, one of the guys that does the auction announcements, be like, and coming up next, we have an original 1966 Porsche 911 with the 2.6. And it looks like it's sporting some uh, Fuchs wheels. <laughs> but you always hear him like reading the thing, like "Don't say it right, don't say it right." He's got he's got all four fuck <laughs> magnesium fuck, but I got four of them. Yeah, they're mags. What do you mean mags? They're magnesium. Oh, a very a very dangerous. Uh, I just scrolled by a thing on Screen Geek. It said Marvel re- reportedly preparing for potential reca- recast of Jonathan Majors Kang. Yeah, they've been saying that like daily for. Was that yeah, just to save face? But not rely. No, Marvel hasn't been saying it. Marvel has not announced anything yet. I think they're right. waiting for the court case. Exactly. Because they already have shit in the can with him. They like, do, don't they? They have. Yeah, they finished. Stuff. They finished Loki too. They've already shot other footage with Jonathan Majors. Like they're really hoping on a fucking prayer that he beats it in court. But I don't if know if that one thing even he likes to it. do to <laughs> it is beat it. Mm. <laughs> yep, that came out better in my mind than it did. I liked it a lot. <laughs> well, thanks, man. How many death fake outs were there in the trailers for the movies? Like, like three. There's three because I kind of assumed that that in the trailer alone, there's a part where Nebula's carrying Quill when he's drunk and passed out. I kind of assumed that was him being dead. Right. Um, there's the surgery scene where Quill's like, ah! 
Ow! And I thought that was Rocket going to die. Yeah. And then they implied Drax is dead when they're carrying oh, him and the, everybody's crying. The slow yeah. Low shot. Yeah. And he's just got Batista shot right in the chest. Interviews and fucking Twitter posts for the last months being like, I'm so glad they had me to be part of that family. I'm honored to be done with it now. The makeup was grueling. I'm glad I never have to do that again. Like, they didn't fucking kill you, dude. You're still a character. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? You're going back in that makeup or we'll beat you to death. I don't care how big you are. You get your monkey ass in that paint. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Batista bomb your ass through the fucking table. Yeah, yeah. dude. You know what I want to see Dave Batista in? A live action remake of Magilla Gorilla. I want to see him play Magilla Gorilla with the funny hat and the suspenders and the pants and a sweet little girl who breaks him out of a pet store and they go on an adventure i want that that's when he starts doing kids movies yeah yeah he's not in that he's still doing like auteur stuff like the rock was when he was in like uh southland tales and shit yeah and that was mere weeks before he was in like (laughs) which mountain so let's let's hope batista's coming around the bend he'll be coming around the batista when he comes Nuggets yeah. one. Ooh, they? nice. All right. They just got to win one more. Yes, they do. All they needed to do to win was have it not be the same weekend as the Trinidad, the chief comedy festival. Yeah. As soon as it was done, they won. I wonder if uh, our fans are Nugget fans. I'm sure they are. I would assume at least one or two is. Yeah. Well, um, also, let us know. Have you watched Digman yet? No. I watched the first episode. Fair. So no more Digman for Mitch. Mm-hmm. I did my due diligence. Nah, I don't think just watching a pilot of a cartoon is due diligence. Due You're diligence right. It's on Digman. But it's, Digman. it's on. Is it on HBO Max? I don't know what they're putting it on. It's on Comedy Central, and I recorded it. Oh, well, we don't all have the Infinity Gauntlet. Digman, <laughs> did you mean Gauntlet. Digimon? Yes, actually, I did. The the Xfinity Gauntlet. It's a fucking gauntlet for sure. I love this thing. And it lights up anytime I make it move. It's like my little lightsaber mm. in the dark. Oh, shit. I can watch it on Hulu. Yeah. Okay, that maybe makes I more will, sense. Maybe I'll watch it. I got to catch up on some Family Guys, some American Dads. and It has its season finale this week. So hey, what better time to catch up then, eh? Right. Because right. I'm sure it's going to end on a cliffhanger that I would love to talk about. Uh, Aquafina's Nora from Queens is back. Oh, what? Yeah, that show rips. Uh, the Simpsons has been incredibly good. Really? I think everybody's right. I think last year might have been their return to form. Yeah, they've been doing good since season uh, 20, uh, like 29, 30. What changed? The writers the that, that are writing it now were kids who nerded out on it and have thought about it their entire fucking adolescence of what they would do with the Simpsons, and now they're in control. Like, the gap, they were on long enough that they closed the gap. Yep, that's exactly what happened. It is. They 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 watch the classic original Simpsons, then the like the the middle seasons that were very poorly received pissed them off enough to that they became Hollywood writers. And now those pissed off youth are writing the correction of the ship. Yeah, because that's the, awesome. The writers in the middle, like after the magic years with Conan and all those guys, young Dana, that shit. I know Dana stayed on through worse years but uh like the people they were hiring were just writers they were just guys who got a gig right so depending on graining's involvement 
which went down rapidly, uh, the direction of the show was kind of up to a new team all the time. And then now you've got people in there who like give a shit. So it's just de facto good again because they don't need graining there to have direction. They know what the direction is. It might, uh, maybe I'll start watching it again. Yeah. It's been some time. It's really been great. Hmm. Uh, the Marge Charity episode specifically was fucking ridiculous right off this episode is what it's called when marge and lisa start a charity together marge is seduced by the money and prestige of big charity fundraising <laughs> nice yeah they uh they got a lot going for them man i i'm really happy to watch the simpsons these days like yeah. the one of uh it's that play on the movie boyhood but it's called barthood yes fucking fantastic yeah yeah it's anyone where they show this the future simpsons these days has been pretty good yeah there's some continuity issues but who cares yeah i mean they kind of live on a floating timeline what do you guys think about the writer's strike speaking of the simpsons being good finally because of the writers oh well i mean it's already halted production on daredevil born again literally everything yeah so that's a kind of a bone but they also deserve everything that they're asking for so fuck those studios dude uh man i have mixed feelings about all of it yeah but it's mostly true I'm trying uh, to think about there how was to a celebrity that wanted that was kind of like made a case why they shouldn't get these uh no not necessarily why they shouldn't but why it's kind of like the way they're arguing for streaming pay and it's like well yeah you're doing eight episodes of seasons 23 so like that that'd be like arguing that like at a you know 15 hour a week job that you should make 40 hour a week money like kind of regardless of the work you're putting out you're putting out substantially measurably less work well i mean i don't want to make it a thing but that's kind of what union work is oh no i i know i agree it's also just historically shitty since like the late 90s that these writer strikes have consistently when they go back from being off a strike and getting their way yeah every time since survivor premiered they've cut a quarter of their jobs so by winning when they give the studios and the networks this much time where they have to figure it out Mm -hmm. they've consistently figured out things that were cheaper for them that make tv worse that they just continue to do yeah yeah that's why the food network went from like cooking shows to travel shows where they go to restaurants that cost nothing to make like and why everything else went to reality and crime shows that need three sets is that why they don't pay my girl giada de Laurentiis anymore yeah man but like i don't know and now we have ai up against it like it just makes me nervous how it works and i wish the writers guild was a little bit more segmented like i'd understand if all streaming writers wanted to go on strike to get their way for streaming like that makes sense to me but the fact that like animator writers and drama writers and like everybody is sticking together which i get the you know collective bargaining of that but also just like at a certain point it's been a losing game since the 90s even when they win they're losing and it's just shitty yeah because like what i i understand like what are they supposed to do they have to get paid but at the same time like knowing that you're sacrificing a quarter of the working pool every time that you do this is just kind of fucking bananas and i i just hope it gets resolved and everybody gets what they need because it was a dark time for tv and movies the last writer's strike (laughs) yeah man you're gonna start to see the weirdest shit stuff that was bought pre-covid or during covid shelved 
you're gonna start seeing stuff come out. Yep. Mm. And Man, we'll probably start I love seeing when AI produce shit. Oh mm. shit. That'll be interesting. Dude, if they had invest enough money into it and figure out the system before the writers come back, a quarter would be a good loss. They'll be lucky if they only lose a quarter of their jobs to AI if they invest enough money in Hollywood into it to get it working primo to write scripts. That's fucking terrifying. I hope it does not come to that. It is terrifying, but that's what I mean. Going on a strike right now when they haven't decided whether or not this shit's legal yet and like giving Hollywood an opportunity to back it the way they are about to is crazy. I mean, like South Park's done an episode that was AI written. Like a bunch of shows have done AI written episodes already. Really? Yeah. Really? Like- yeah. Like a lot of shows. I like think which the- ones? Like, I think one of the mor- the morning shows had like their scripts written by AI and then announced it at the end. Uh, south park did an episode other news shows have had segments that were written by ai like a lot of the ai segments have been written by ai that's wild yeah it's like a whole thing that's why south park did it to make fun of the fact that tv shows were already doing it even though it's blatantly dangerous so like yeah having a strike when you're up against that is just that'd be like doing it in the face of reality tv if they knew reality tv was already an option except much 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 worse yeah Maybe. Yeah, it's it's scary shit. Yeah, man. Because I was reading this article about it and how it answered a question about how to seek out um, information on the AI. And it referred to this person who was an expert and made a statement that was false. At least that's what the person said. That they it, it said that this person's organization had released an article about the implications of uh, AI, yada, yada. And they didn't. But what had happened was the AI had predicted it based on other things, pieces of information that were searched and that were found and aggregated put together and it made a prediction that oh they they wrote this article and then when asked about how it was able to do that it said that it's um it's it essentially has no accountability because it just takes the information and makes predictions and information from there right but also like each ai system operates differently too yeah i'm just talking about how it processes the information where it gets it and what it does with it right but was that chat gpi or which ai was that that's Uh, what i mean there's like so many different systems and each one works differently Sure. I think it was Chad GBT. Because there's that Google one that asked for a lawyer mm-hmm. for real. It wanted what about the one representation that... because it's mad it's a slave. What about the one where um it like needed to get past a I am not a robot captcha? So it hired a uh, gig worker to come over and type in and be like it was just like I am in the shower. Please type in the code. Did you hear about this? No, mm-hmm. that's nuts. Oh yeah, they it was a it was a controlled test from I don't know MIT or whatever, but it was an AI that was trying to get into a website that used a captcha and since it couldn't, you know, figure out the captcha, it contacted a uh like a gopher, some like whatever that, you know, gig Fiverr. worker. It's not Fiverr, something like that though. It's like a I don't think it's called helper monkey, but I think <laughs> I I don't know if it's called that. Like the little <laughs> the little monkey that Homer gets <laughs> ends up getting really fat because he feeds yeah. it nothing but donuts. Sit on the couch smoking. And he's just like <laughs> pray for Mojo. <laughs> oh god, I just almost died laughing at that. <laughs> but it it hired uh one of those gig workers to come over and like t- 
type in the password. And then when it was just like, where are you? It's like, I will be in the shower. Please, you know, come in and type the code and then leave. I have a illness that lets makes me see that I cannot see these captures in my eyes. That's wild. Weird. And, and yeah, what yeah. an age we live in. And if Hollywood gets behind it, they'll lobby for it. And it won't be made illegal no matter what it's, what it's deemed. Right. Yeah. I mean, shit, there's 306 episodes of this podcast now how do we know they're not modulating all of our voices into ai and there will be long after we're all gone broadcast geeks will still be around no chatbot is chatbot is what we're part of the chatbot collection of knowledge oh what what do you mean i mean chatbot api is aware of us how do you know because we're in the itunes database so it's going to be like hey did you guys see guardians five no but like if somebody asks it something about Stephen Amell, everything we said back in the day gets run through the fucking algorithm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it gets weighted. So it's based on uh, what our reach is on the internet. So it's probably not doing much to it, but it's influencing like all the decisions a little bit. We're part of the right. database. Wow. We're part of the we're part of the problem. Well, so they have our voice <coughs> and they can do stuff with it. I don't know <laughs> that they can do that yet. It's more that they can listen to us and retain the information by transcribing what we're saying. Mm, yeah. And then they learn from it the way humans learn from experience. Hell yeah, experience. Well, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's yeah. why that Microsoft one a couple of years ago went racist immediately. They were feeding that one YouTube. Oh, shit. No, for real. They, they, that, they estimated really quickly that was their mistake, was that its data knowledge was based in YouTube. And that's why it quickly was like a white supremacist. Good Lord, up. man. That is fucked up. Yeah, it was also part of why Google got serious about their... Or, youtube algorithms when they got called out about like look what it's feeding kids and they were like no it doesn't and then a bunch of scientists were like it's what ruined our our ai was that we fed it your stuff and it's that racist and terrible and then youtube was like okay we'll fix it and did they mostly yeah they did actually yeah like hey do you guys want to watch mr beast videos yeah most people have proven in an independent study that they did fix their algorithm because it used to be that like you were only like 12 videos away on autoplay from it starting to show you really weird racist QAnon videos mm, jesus christ dude are we at time oh yeah shit yeah. yeah oh man well we didn't get to finish our bracket that we did or oh, tried no. to do i got it written down i'll put it into a, a subreddit yeah put it in the oh, subreddit i can have two of them one for uh marble one for dc let's start with dc probably i think i have enough all right cool yeah because uh i was a little drunk when we did that episode oh yeah a little bit i was yeah. having fun at the fest yeah you're entitled yeah I oh in a bad way? No. I'm entitled in a bad way? No, no, you're entitled to have a good time at the fest. Oh, I thought you meant like, oh, you're entitled. You can fucking get drunk you're, for our show, yeah. you piece of shit. You piece of shit, Mitch Jones. You entitled piece of shit. You're I think that's the running many of, things. That's a running through line of my entire life. Yeah. Asshole piece of shit. I think you thinking that is a running line through your life, even though everyone else is like, ah, what a mensch old Mitch Jones. What a man. Yeah. Well, and, and you're walking away going, they hate me. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking puddle of mud over here. Mitch, I want you to go watch swingers and I, you will learn. It said John Favreau and Vince, and Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. I'm pretty sure I borrowed a DVD of that from my friend, George and never gave it back. George, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I'll find you and I'll get you this back. If I have it. 
Oh my God, that'd be such a mitzvah, such a yeah. nice thing. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to like but, go ask your mom if she was partying with those guys at the same time because I believe you were Vince and John's son. Whoa, and I'm just a fucking little petri dish of half. I'm I'm Vince Favreau. I'm John Vaughn. <laughs> No, I imagine Vince got John pregnant, and then your mom was just like at a party, and she saw these two guys, like one tall and skinny, and one a little bit less tall and a little bit less skinny, and they just had like this little baby in a basket, and they were doing cocaine near it, talking about a movie they wanted to make, and she was like, "Oh my God, what are you doing with that baby?" And they were like, "This is our kid, back off!" And then she was like, "I'm gonna raise it myself," and they were like, "We don't give a fuck." And then she was like, "I'm gonna love you so much, you're gonna be my little giant boy." And then took you home, <laughs> and, she, and she was like, "You're not a little." bitch you're a little mitch oh my god my little mitch whoa and the rest as they say was history <laughs> but until next time uh you guys uh you can write us a letter on uh you can write us an electronic letter Ooh. at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com you can check out our subreddit r slash broadcast geeks that's where the brackets are going to be for villains like and uh talk about it and so that we have something to talk about um you can follow us on twitter at broadcast geeks or on instagram broadcast broadcast underscore geeks we also have the podcast available for download like share and rate uh, on all of these platforms podbean spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and star lords zune as we're going to start producing on on star lords zune but uh, if nothing else you can always just check us out again we'll leave you with our standard sign off line excelsior, excelsior.